0: Welcome to The People on K-Chung, 1630 AM. I'm Ben White. And I'm Matthew Timmons. The People features the voices and ideas that make up the cultural landscape of Los Angeles, the West Coast, and beyond on K-Chung, 1630 AM, every third Sunday at 3 p.m. Like a broken record, magically repaired.
1: In Chinatown, Los Angeles, set your dial to 1630 AM or listen to the live stream at kchungradio.org. That's K-C-H-U-N-G radio.org.
0: You can also find us on iTunes by searching for The People Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. We're hosted by Insert Blanc Press. Go to insertblancpress.net
1: and click on The People at the top of the page. There you can find out more about our guests as you're listening. Our guests today are Richie DiMaria and Geneva Skeen, who together are voices of wear. Their new album, Valleys, was just released on Friday the 14th. It's available at Vacation Vinyl, Permanent Records, and for download on Bandcamp. You can also follow them on Tumblr or and watch the video for their song, Can I Get Back to You, on YouTube.
0: Richie and Geneva, welcome to the people.
2: Hi. Thank thank you. you.
0: How's it going? Good. Great. So we're going to start by listening to uh, a part of your song. It's, I think, track one. It's called All at Once. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well. Well. (laughs) uh, It's the first song I think we began working
2: on even. I remember at least uh, just basic chords and so it was the seed of whatever this became. So it's kinda sentimental favorite. Yeah.
3: I feel like it's an appropriate thing to start the whole album with. It's Mm -hmm. about, you know, feeling a little bit overwhelmed and excited. It's a good way to start a show.
1: Perfect. Well let's let's give it a listen.
2: So all at once is kind of a good starting point because, well, it takes me back. It really does. <laughs> no, it, I remember it was December, raining hard. Well, I moved down to LA with this delusion of, I want to make an album. I don't know what it's Call gonna it a be. Delusion,
3: because that's totally what happened. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And I just swooped in. I asked Geneva if she was down, and she was crazy enough to say yes. And a few other people who lent their talents and. But anyways, I drove in the traffic and the rain to get this little drum set like a kid's drum set $40 on Craigslist at most um, about two feet high Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much all the drums on the album come from there and It was like I came in trying to make something with what we already had basically not going out of my way to get all this expensive equipment Mm -hmm. or uh, expertise really just to make it as free and I don't know uh, casual is not the word but like off the cuff in a way just use what we've got and see what happens and for all at once I think it was a matter of once I met with Kate I didn't have a song in mind Kate plays harp on this I just told her play for yeah. 10 minutes I don't even know if I used it on this song because this might be incorporate she once sent me a recording and i was like oh it could could work in this song and, and chop kate, it and kate is oh she's a friend from high school wonderful talented woman kate bergstrom, kate bergstrom. She's, that's what i was looking for that's yeah. what you were looking for sorry <laughs> about that she lives in santa barbara teaches hopefully she can join us in future live shows
3: yeah she does performance work she teaches mm-hmm. drama but she also plays the harp which is pretty awesome
2: yeah. So that's to say that the album came together through a lot of disparate pieces and people. We right. were never in a room together at once no. or at the same time. It was all almost yeah. collage-y. It's and, super collage-y. And so the songs are more about coincidence than deliberate. There weren't I didn't write any songs. I don't, I don't you came up with songs on the spot, you know, like yeah. Aurora which we might play later. Who yeah, knows?
3: well, we can talk about that. But yeah. I would say, like, off of that note, it is, it's very collage to me, which is also how I think both of us sort of, you know, think visually a lot of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember you sending me, like, skeletons of tracks and being like, you should think of things to sing on it. And I was like, okay, uh, can you give me some context? And you're like, well, here's some lyrics you could work with. This is what I was thinking about for this song. And so a lot of... A lot of the times, like, we're not doing duets necessarily. It's recordings that, you know, I would do on my phone, sitting at my house, listening to the music, and then send to Richie and say, like, does that sound cool? And they'd be like, yeah, sure, why don't we just record it? And I would go over to his house or he would come over.
2: Or on some of them, that's all I used was just what you recorded at your house. In Dissolver, you can hear little birds if you listen really hard, if you squint with your ears. And (laughs) it's it's very... uh, There's... A nice word could be impressionistic. It's like we were, all, I, I wanted to record reactions or, you know, first takes. It's mostly first takes. Mm-hmm. And that's fun for me. And that's cool. Uh, and that it's very loose in a way as well. And I think that's because of the nature it was recorded. But that was intentional. This wasn't about uh, precision. It was more about gut reactions. Yeah. And hopefully it comes through.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that, especially all at once, listening to that, I think when you first sent it to me, it was a a lot more ambience Mm. and stuff. And then later on, you added in the drum tracks. And I was like, oh, this structure makes sense. Like, now I understand where I'm going to sing over the top of you or do like a duet thing with you and where I'm going to listen to your voice and just let that be because Mm -hmm. it makes sense for the context of the song. Like, a lot of the song a lot of the lyrics and the songs to me like have a story which the whole album has a like kind of a story behind it but um at first i felt like my vocals were really about you know adding to the story of the song Mm -hmm. and like sort of a a light loose way and -hmm. then you know as we progressed in the recording process it became a little bit more involved and like i started coming up with stuff um originally but um yeah all at once I think is a really good example of of that building that mm-hmm. layering process mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
2: yeah because I've heard these songs so many times I can hear them as they sometimes they're straightforward sometimes they're very weird and but this song it it's sort of like a puzzle in a way because there's a harp line that sort of sounds a little strange and then two minutes in, another element comes in, and it's like, oh, it all makes sense. But right. what's cool is that wasn't even planned, really. Right. It was like this was all just seeing what would happen. There was no, uh, I didn't necessarily have a structure in mind, or, or you didn't have a structure in mind. It's, it's very improvised, and I'm proud that we managed to make something pretty cohesive out of what's a bunch of improvisations. The bass on this song, I was, I gave my brother Amp, I think he goes by Anthony these days, but, I mean, we're in touch, but I just don't know how he refers to himself. Uh, He, I gave him some bass notes, basic notes, bassist notes, to play on the bass instrument, (laughs) and uh, he, he just went with it, and I, I'm, all the songs kind of have that feel so that's cool. It's it's really of the moment. So to a year away now, it's really cool to hear them as full compositions, but to remember in their beginnings they're just like riffs. They're just like, who knows? We we'll just see.
3: And I think that's like one of the best strengths of a the the record and B of like participating in this project, like Mm -hmm. it is so much more like trust-based, like the whatever you do, I selected, you know, I asked Kate to do the harp or, you know, you asked me to do vocals that it was like, you'll get it. Mm -hmm. Or it'll make sense. It'll Mm -hmm. be what it'll be. It's like very metaphysical, but like, I think that's one of the most rewarding parts of working on this project is Mm -hmm. that it is so open.
2: Yeah. And uh, another thing all at once is an example is uh, a lot of music now I think is recorded to a grid Mm -hmm. on a a software program like you have to fall in line. Mm -hmm. But these are loops that almost because in a way I like didn't quite know how to use the software just like I'm just going to see where they land. I'm not going to really time them. It wasn't and they don't sync up. If you listen a lot of the songs, uh, they've, they shift over time right. and in quite a way. And again, it's a mix of deliberate and unintentional of that being the direction and at the same time having no direction. It's both, I, I, you know, so yeah. it's fun and, and we had a lot of fun making it.
0: And have you guys collaborated on projects before? Briefly, yeah. we did something,
2: funnily enough, a collage right. piece of sorts at Cafe de Leche in Highland Park, right. which is still there. and It's still
3: there? Yeah. What, Cafe de Leche or the artwork? Oh, Cafe de Leche. Yeah, it's an
2: institute, institution. <laughs> but uh, Geneva had a fortune telling portion that it was, was a... again, kind of made up on the spot.
3: Yeah, well, that was, all... well, what's interesting and I think why we work well together is that we both appreciate the value of improvisation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we both come from like theater backgrounds. Theater? <laughs> no,
1: you can say it out loud. Uh, so that everyone I like can tend hear to it. mumble it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's so a we're long both long. like trained in what that value is. Like, what can come out of improv is usually something pretty awesome, mm-hmm. especially if you like allow yourself to just bring yourself fully to whatever it is in that moment. So um, that performance. I did was improvising alternate memories for objects that people would bring, like deeply sentimental objects that people would bring to me. I would write them an alternate memory while they were telling me their history with the object, just on the spot. That required me understanding the mechanics of a typewriter a little bit better than I did, but it ended up looking cool. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, you made it work.
3: So that was like.
2: We also lived together. That was a collaboration. That was a big collaboration. (laughs) And uh, who boy. That was a Fun times house. in yeah. that house, yeah.
3: But I think that's where we, I mean, we went to college together, but we didn't really know we each never other met. then. Yeah, I
2: didn't, I do not
3: Yeah, I do not Never seen really... you. I think I'd seen you passing, but. Probably I saw know.
1: you. And where was that college? Because that's what we do on this show. It's
2: Harvard. <laughs> name names. <so>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: well, wait, I thought
3: Harvard, we went to Cambridge,
2: Princeton. Oxford, yeah. Princeton, all at once. Yeah, all all yeah. All those yeah. places. Oh, yeah, you're really smart. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. the point. We were all
3: like in all of those places at the same time both of us. It's mm-hmm.
4: crazy.
2: It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's very Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, very pretty
3: cool. <laughs> now we went to Occidental College.
2: Occidental uh, and I still use their library time to time. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's it's
0: worth the lifelong debt.
3: Yeah. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> and there's there's a lot of other people or not a lot, but there's a few other people on the album and it sounds like mm-hmm. these were kind of connections you guys had already had from Mm-hmm. various yeah. Uh, yeah, projects. yeah yeah so
2: there's my my younger brother who uh so you i've grown up with, with yeah, yeah i have <laughs> a loose connection <laughs> with him kate who i've known since junior high and she's always enthusiastic about creating very wonderful person Corey Grenette, don't know if i'm pronouncing your name right Corey. sorry but <laughs> he and i played uh in the band night jewel together and he is soon to play with, a boy, I don't know the name, but whoever fronts the band Girls, he's about to tour uh, with them. He's a wonderful, one of the, the most talented emotive guitarists I know of and a very sweet guy. And he, again, I just gave him very simple synth pattern, very basic. Didn't know where the song would go. And he just let's loose this beautiful soliloquy of guitar for 15 minutes. He plays 20 minutes uh-huh. and I end up using about 10 seconds of that and it becomes one of our uh, most cherished or I don't know what you'd say. We're just proud of this song called shapes. That's yeah. a nice one. And it's, um, it's, and a lot of that is just Corey's what he came up with in that moment. No guidance is so just go for it. Very Southwestern, very beautiful. And then, who else is on the album uh, my brother Dan makes it sort of a cameo based on well here's another thing which I didn't really talk about but it's fun and it kind of you might say it adds to the themes of the album but who's to say are uh, a lot of these are things that were recorded many years ago mm. dissolver I made the basis of it in college was never satisfied with it but let it gather dust There's a song called Ghost Towns that I recorded most of those sounds on a Christmas 2009 or something and left them to gather dust and pieces of from all over. And Dan, there's a recording of guitar from way back in high school. So almost a decade ago is on this and he plays on that, which is really fun. Let's see. Uh... I think that covers it, and then there's of course Jake Viator, who has a show on Dub Lab, and he's a renowned sound engineer and mixer. Very talented guy, very mellow guy, <laughs> great guy. And he is—I I think of him as something of a savior because he helped bring some guidance to these songs. Uh, especially Ghost Towns was a little tricky, and he found more of the song in it, and he really brought forth a lot of this, the sounds to make them stronger and more polished and were indebted to him for that.
3: Yeah, he's an excellent listener.
2: Very. So it was a team effort.
3: Yeah. So on,
1: on that tip, I mean, because you two are the band, right? Mm-hmm. But there's all these other people involved. Like, How would you characterize your relationship or the band's relationship with all those other people people like as collaborators or as
2: family, family. And they can always come in or go as they want. Yeah. Like if, if, if any of them want to continue working with us, I say, let's do it.
3: Yeah. Like we were talking earlier how, fantastic it would be if kate could play a live show with us because a why wouldn't you want to have a harp on stage and because it would you really bring something different and i think that you know that leads me to another point about how we're still very open in terms of how this band will take shape over time and how we'll perform it live Mm -hmm. like on um, the first of February, we did a show at with the Church on York.
2: Jackie Steele with
3: Jackie Steele on guitar, who's not on the album.
2: She's a perfumer in she's, her day-to-day life. She makes but excellent perfume. At night, she plays music with us, yeah. and she's one of the most well-rounded, superior human beings on the <laughs> planet. I think she must be a demigod or something. I don't know. <laughs> she, I don't think she's ever been. Uh, knocked over by a, an emotion or anything. She's stronger than just about anyone and keeps her cool. And then Corinne is playing with us. We also used to live with her. She's a drummer. Yeah. So it's open. We we don't necessarily have... The band is still being formed. The sound is still being formed. The mm-hmm. live version is kind of different from the album, but kind of the same. And we'll
0: what, see where it takes us. Is that something that you think, like that kind of outlook is something that would be really important going forward? It's like... You're not gonna be like two months from now oh, the band is this no. now you know well, that, that would be like a, a kind of organizing philosophy right And general one, and i found
2: in making the album sometimes since i was i guess you could say the producer i was real egotistical about a vision i might have and then geneva was really good about peeling me back or giving me a, a different perspective and it's wonderful having two sides of the coin because we have We have similar goals but different energies and uh, I've learned you can't have too much of a plan at all. You just need to let things happen and you also just be with it in its moment and don't it's not about the end result. It's about the process and the the songs are very much processes. They begin one place and a lot of them end in a totally different place and kind of wacky some of them but uh that's how it is so yeah i would say it's a good philosophy that we try to follow
1: well and before we get too far away from it uh somebody should give a shout out to the church on york of tell course I, tell everybody because yeah. i seeing your show there that was the first time i had a heard of it b been there yeah and it's it's amazing I'll it's let, I'll yeah let you it's do
3: it. it's amazing so uh graham fleggenheimer graham i hope i'm pronouncing your crazy last name correctly um just opened the church on York in Highland Park. It's a fantastic venue. He bought this old church that was like going up for sale and like in the middle of Highland Park.
2: Him Evan, Highland Evan, Park, Los
3: Angeles. Los Angeles, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Um, 49th in New York. California. Right? Yeah, California. Yeah. United mm-hmm. States of mm-hmm. America. Earth.
1: We have an international <laughs> audience.
3: <laughs> oh, well, uh, then they'll know how to pronounce Graham's last name better than I do because it's like Danish or something. But um, Sounds German. Could be. Who knows? Who knows? Sorry, sorry. No, it's all good. i um, Wrong. So it's a church. Like the upstairs is, you know, what you understand a traditional sort of Christian denomination church to look like. There's a big alcove, um, and he's taken all the pews out, so you have this huge cavernous, beautiful space to hear music. And then we played uh, downstairs in this like cavernous low-ceilinged basement that has all of these like side rooms with the walls torn out and so it's very very intimate it was like dark there's some artwork that he shows down there and we played the show with uh lee noble who's also of los angeles and uh a woman who goes by je suis le petit chevalier who's from the alps in france and they're both experimental um
2: very nice people
3: very nice people um and very talented like make beautiful beautiful music oh wow
5: yeah 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 so
3: we, we you know got really lucky in opening this show for them and uh we had some beautiful projections by greg curtis shot from a lot of footage shout taken. out to greg too out to greg curtis. he's
2: part of the family now yep. too he's also part of the
1: people family
2: so yeah
3: well Lots of This collaboration tree's going on. roots
2: are ever growing and connecting. So <laughs> soon you won't be able to tell the people from Voices of Where from a giant tumble the we... government from rocks. Yeah, yeah, from rocks. Exactly. And I already
3: can't tell the government from rocks. So <laughs> exactly it's on its way. I don't even Know
1: what that means? Um, but uh, we're gonna take like a, a little a little sort of break in the middle. But uh, I think we're gonna play a full song of yours. Do you want to intro it?
3: Yeah, this song is called Auroral, um, I'll tell you more about it afterward, but it's pretty. I hope you like it. And it's off the new album. It's off of Valley's, the the new album.
0: Great. What's so- back to The People on Chung, 1630 AM. I'm Ben White. And I'm Matthew Timmons. If you're in Chinatown, Los Angeles, you can listen to The People by setting your dial to 1630 AM or listen to the live stream at kchungradio.org. That's K-C-H-U-N-G radio.org. You can also find us on iTunes by
1: searching for The People Radio, and we implore you to subscribe, rate, and review the show.
0: We're hosted by Insert Blanc Press. Go to insertblancpress.net and click on the people at the top of the page to find out more.
1: Joining us today are Voices of Where, which is Richie DiMaria and Geneva Skeen. Guys. Hi. Hey.
0: Uh, So tell us more about the song Auroral we just listened to.
3: So Auroral is one of those songs that's literally recorded in a take. Maybe two takes. Um, Richie, it was like... The middle of December, and we were, you know, kind of maybe a quarter halfway working on the album like halfway through working on what we felt was the album. You know, we didn't totally have the structure set down, but we were like, okay, I feel like we were halfway through. And so Richie and I were just hanging out at his apartment and he was like, What about this piano? Like and at any point if I'm misremembering, please correct me.
2: Your memory is as good as mine.
3: <laughs> we make up stories. Um, and he played me this piano loop that he had just come up with. And I was like, sure, yeah, uh, I have an idea for vocals. And I didn't have an idea for vocals. I was like, mm, this is really pretty. Um, and we were talking about like Aurora Borealis. I had had a
2: dream oh, the night right. before. I think about Aurora Borealis being crystallized in the sky. And I thought it was really beautiful or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we should do a song about that or dreams or something.
3: Yeah, because we both talk a lot about our dreams cuz dreams they're both and crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and so, uh we just sort of set up the recording situation and we started playing the background and I Okay, to backtrack, I don't write songs. Like I'm terrible as a songwriter. Like I sit down and I write like Bullshit, like Alanis Morissette. It's so bad. Like I don't, I don't write songs. I'm terrible at it. But, right, but I what? Love a, her. Which, she's She great. was one
2: of my faves in fifth grade. The I mean, fave.
3: She was a big favorite yeah. of mine. I That's our roots. Yeah. I like her angry things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but that is to say, I don't really want to write music like that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But well, she's Canadian. I mean, and she's don't yeah.
2: want to go there. Anyways.
3: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So, part of what my vocal, like, stuff is usually about is, like, just working with breath. And so, like, in the past, I've run, like, experimental choruses, which are just about sitting in a room and, like, waiting until you feel the need to sing. Or, like, not even sing, just waiting until you feel the need to, like, exhale with noise. Um, And so... I was like, sure, I'll try that with this. And so uh, we started recording and I just started humming and then I just came up with all of these lyrics kind of based out of images that you and I had just been talking about and things that I had been thinking about about my own life that day. And it really just like clicked very well together. And we took two takes of that maybe. And then Richie did some really beautiful mixing of it in post and like, that's that song. And it's like, the first time I heard it, I was like, whoa, how did that make sense? Like, how did that come together as mm-hmm. a really cohesive
2: well, song? It's, that's a strange thing looking back is like some of these, it's hard to imagine or hard to recall the spontaneity that produced these. Because it's like, that wouldn't have been my reaction now if I had this song in my lap. Or I I would have had no idea how to deal with this. So it's pretty cool that we came up with something in the moment yeah and you mentioned the mixing and uh matt you wanted to talk about that a bit so is a good example yeah, because great, when great. i met with jake i, I said to jake uh, you know, i gave him some guidelines i wanted the sounds to be a little more expressive they were fairly murky some of them or just sounded dirty or whatever and aurora at first, he really drew back the drums and made it a ballad, which is might be your inclination if you heard it. Uh, and it was beautiful, but it was sort of like, well, but it's almost a little, that's almost a little too direct. And over time, between us, we came up with something that was ha- almost a halfway point because his uh, impulse at first was to uh, take away the ambience and bring out the the implied pop songs and right. all of these because when you get down to it they're i would say they're pretty straightforward songs but i wasn't or we weren't really interested in that I'm that's not, sold not on it, no. no but i think in but also his his uh he wasn't wrong at all at all it, but it was a matter of how can we keep that How can we keep the songs intact, but also keep the soundscapes intact? And what you have in the end is something of a a tapestry. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's a word of ours we like to throw around. It's
3: influenced.
2: Yeah. So the mixing was when the spontaneity had to become a little deliberate. So there was a lot of retroactive. Well, why was it? Or why does it have to be this way? Why? Why this and not that? Like, why? push it in a weird direction when there are so many opportunities to uh, ghost towns is another example of uh, like you hear a rhythm you hear the vocal and you're like they don't quite you can you need you need to make that work but (laughs) it was like no it does work but just not in a way you might expect Mm -hmm. or in a way that works on you know the vocals are doing this one thing the beats doing this other thing and when it comes together at the end, you're like, oh, whoa, that's weird. I guess it works, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't about. It's not about being direct, really. And I don't mean that. It, yeah. I, on the on the other side, I'm not. We weren't. We're not trying to confuse listeners, but it's more that it has this cross sensory uh, kind of losing your mind sensation, or just a feeling of
3: unrest
2: intersection unrest i don't i don't know how you want to say it but uh to us it makes sense but i can understand how to someone else they might just sound like messes
3: i remember like a couple of weeks ago when we were coming back from a camping trip we were Mm -hmm. having this conversation about like obscurity and weirdness and like what it means to shoot for something Mm -hmm. um To be different or to be counterintuitive or to be not to be unexpected and how sometimes you can really take that and push that so far into like a really weird place that Mm -hmm. is a defense mechanism Mm -hmm. so that you're covering up the fact that like you haven't given it enough thought Mm -hmm. and like i think over the course of the past like one year plus that we've been working on this we've really talked a lot about like what that means are we just like leaving this thing this beat and this uh, this melody unresolved because we don't know what to do with it, or are we agreeing that no, this is unsettling and different because it needs to be, mm-hmm. because that's the goal, that's what we're saying.
2: Yeah, and Aurora is a good example because, on the one hand, it's meditative; the sounds are pretty but the beat is sort of dancey in a way. So your body wants to move, your head wants to relax, mm-hmm. and your heart is caught in between. And it's sort of a sad song, but it also sounds very, very happy. And I don't I don't wanna say it's one or the other, but that we just, we wanted to express a mix of emotions right. or something else. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know how to.
3: And it's also like, um, I remember specifically you would say to me, Or I would be like, uh, I need to redo that because my voice sounds like shit right there. Like, I really hate that weird slide that I'm doing. You're like, no, that's great. Mm -hmm. And it was about like, no, like, think about how, like, how polished and overproduced some music is. And it removes you from understanding that it comes from people.
2: Yeah, that's what we didn't want to do. And because it's electronic music, I really was careful to keep, to try to keep a human element because... Mm -hmm. This could have easily become any other band. I don't know. It could have. It could have easily been. I hear like say, what are they called? Disclosure. They mm-hmm. they make cool music, but it's very succinct mm-hmm. and very uh, clean cut in a way, or uh, washed out. It's very the uh, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very soothing, uh, but it's it's pleasant. It's like. Uh, just feel nice just chilling on the beach and i didn't want to i didn't i felt like that had been done we wanted to do something that was multi-headed like have have this like i don't know i want to i want to say like the four tops or something like Mm. singing your heart out but also uh cerebral sides to it and because that's what appeals to both of us we have we like a lot of different kinds of music, mm-hmm. I would say. Speaking of The Four Tops and Alanis Morissette <laughs> are
1: a great band. Um, can you guys talk? I know this is like a standard
3: fan question.
1: question, but I'm doing it anyway. Tell me about your influences, like individually, and then also what you're listening to now that you think is really mm. great that's going on. Oh, that's a question.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to?
3: Sure. Uh, so individually, my influences are a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff from the 90s. Let me
1: back you up. You can start with what you listened to growing up,
3: uh-huh.
1: what you listened to when you were cool, and what you're listening to now. <laughs> okay. Well,
3: my first CD, how about that? My first CD uh, was Jock Jams, Volume 2. I was really Whoa. excited to buy that. And then my second CD was No Doubt, Tragic, Tragic Kingdom. And that led me on a course to like idolizing all female singers ever. So you can imagine where that went in the mid-90s. <laughs>
1: Alanis Morissette. And
3: Alanis Morissette, and Sarah McLaughlin and all kinds of lady things, and Andy. then, yeah, 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 Paula Cole.
1: <laughs> Friend of the show, Paula Cole. Yeah, yeah. really? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh,
3: and at the same time, I was also listening to, like, late grunge stuff. Um, I was listening to, like, Smashing Pumpkins, and Nirvana, and all that kind of stuff, and then, um, this was all when I was, like, eight or nine it's
1: okay it's before you were cool yeah it's before I
3: was cool um and so then I don't think I got cool I don't know if I'm cool at all I think right now I like listen to a lot of eclectic stuff uh I listened to a lot of like world music because my parents were into that so I listened to a lot of like Spanish guitar stuff I listened to um a lot of Japanese music. I listened to a lot of like koto and stuff, just because I spent a good chunk of my childhood in Japan. And so, I think uh, a lot of my sort of sonic aesthetic or oral aesthetic is influenced by, um, you know, meditative music or meditative sounds. And uh, when I discovered, when I discovered like ambient music, like in high school, um, I was still listening to a lot of sort of. Grow, like, band ambient stuff. And then it wasn't until I was out of college, really, really, that uh, dear friend Robert Crouch was like, no, ambient music is, is okay. You can you can listen to and That's actually cool. And I was like, R- you sure? People aren't going to, like, make a hell of a lot of fun of me. And he's like, no, it's cool. Here, listen to this stuff. And so that's when I was like, okay, I can, like, relax into this really stretched out sound. And I relaxed into, like, all kinds of different ways of producing sound that isn't just pop, it isn't just structured. Uh, I worked with the band Kill Sonic for a long time, so played and listened to a lot of free jazz and uh, got into the sort of mechanisms behind how that music is composed. And so really, like, just it just expanded my my vision of music or my hearing of music a lot. Um, And so now I think I still listen to a lot of, a combination of things like that uh I don't I couldn't tell you what I'm really listening to at the moment I think yesterday I listened to television I listened to beyonce and I listened to uh a couple of slow dive we listened to I listened to pygmalion while we were yeah, we listen to that the other whoa! We like, oh.
2: that's a mind-blowing yeah. that's so
3: that's that's amazing. an album by slow dive
2: Amazing. I was, and wa- I was wondering when Slow Dive was going to come up. Yeah. They, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're big we influence. love them. We really love them. Uh, for me, I grew up with Michael Jackson, Elton John. That's what my parents played for us, and we were very lucky. Fleetwood Mac, I was. it came around on them eventually, but not at first. Uh, junior high... Or, you know, elementary school was what it was. You got, you got some kid rock in there. Orgy <laughs> was a big one. Orgy oh, yeah. was Orgy. a big oh, one. Shit. Alanis Morissette, of course. Obviously. Uh, then new metal uh, junior high had a brief Smashing Pumpkins phase. But then my friend Tony Tan, I was 13 and he said, hey, you should check out this album Kid A by Radiohead. And that kind of changed. And then as Radiohead fans tend to, they have this wormhole where that's all they listen to for a few years. But from that, Boards of Canada, mm-hmm. Sierra Rose, and it went on and on, Slow Dive, eventually a lot of stuff. I, I That was, I guess you could say, the, the starting point. Uh, and since then, uh, just plenty of people. My brother introduced me to a lot of funk, which I love. Mm-hmm. Funk and R&B, Night Jewel were great. At uh, Ramona and Cole are wonderful people, and they have introduced me to all kinds of stuff. Um, but... What's cool is I think the album is a reflection of our tastes pretty well, and we dedicated it to our teachers. And in a way, when I thought of that, I was hoping it – because it was like I want to make an album as an homage almost because I love Gas. Gas is a big one. He was almost the main inspiration for this in particular. Gas, Death Prod was a big one, Alice Coltrane. uh, Just we – are preceded not I mean it's what 2014 there's so much good music and yeah. it's amazing and I think of this in a way as just a way of saying thanks back like thanks mm-hmm. for making good and now slow diver reuniting it's amazing it's yeah. so cool not having anything to do with us of course I'm not saying <laughs> like <laughs> and now look <laughs> but <laughs> look uh, what we did but uh, <laughs> that's that that feels cosmic because it's like whoa and and other uh artists of our childhood are like doing reunions or doing comeback albums yeah mbv and boards of canada daft punk it's like well this feels cool almost a full circle sort of thing well that
1: being said i think we're going to listen to a little bit more uh a little bit more voices of where do you want to call it matt
0: the track uh can i get back to you which i think you guys made a music video for yeah we Mm -hmm. just finished oh yeah run down the
1: run down the music video story real quick and then
2: we'll we'll play the song
3: so right in the middle of the summer, of, we
2: were both about split town. Yeah, we
3: are leaving town and like the day before or something like two days before we were like, let's shoot some footage. Like we got to get some stuff for one of us to work with me to work with while we're, we're gone.
2: We recruited Emily. Is her last name Kunst or Kunst? I don't know. But great person either way.
3: Right. Um, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do something. She had, like, a little cannon point and shoot on great. a tripod. We went out to Malibu. We searched around to find a spot.
2: We had Well, we had a loose idea. Yeah. It was like, well, one, we wanted to do great salt, not great salt, like salt and sea, oh, right. bicycles, smoke bombs. Yeah. <laughs> didn't work out. That's, yeah, we it was like, too hot, too long a of a thought. drive. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, and, and masks, like masks. blank masks. We wanted to do that. Um, so then we were like... Well, it's like 12:30. Maybe we'll just go to the beach. We could go to the LA River. Let's go to the beach. It'll be prettier. Um, and we were concerned about lighting smoke bombs in LA River. Mm, so, yeah. went to Malibu. Luckily, it was like a Tuesday. There's nobody there. And Richie's wearing like a. We're just wearing a lot of sequins. A lot of sequins. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, we'll have sparklers and these smoke bombs. And we brought our bikes. Bikes don't work in sand. Smoke Turns bombs out. don't work in wind. Turns out. But masks and sequins still work. And yeah. luckily, the ocean is a really beautiful place. Yeah. And luckily, again, chance brings a lot of beautiful things into a picture that you don't really know about. So mm-hmm. the video, you really don't see that much of us figuratively. Um, it's pretty abstract. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: well, let's ask, let's ask all of our listeners to, not yet, not yet. As soon as I'm done talking, I'll say now. To pause the podcast, to go onto YouTube and to search, can I get back to you? Oh, look Voices of Where? Right? Thanks. And oh, then oh my God. press play. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
0: So you just listened to "Can I Get Back to You" uh, from the new album "Valleys" by Voices of Where. So I wanted to know because I listened to some of some of the tracks you guys had uh, on Bandcamp before this album was released, and I didn't realize the that it's a totally separate EP. Um, so tell me a little bit about that EP and how that came together and how it's different from or similar to the album.
3: That album is called "Lullaby Tides." It's a fairly eclectic. Uh... Mix, but it ends up working out really well together it's very it's a lot more toned down i think than valleys is valleys is like super high stakes like a very emotional thing and lullaby tide is a little bit more like reflective it's a little bit after the fact um
2: we recorded these while we were working on valleys and at one point one all, all of them made a version of the track listing but you had you mainly had the wherewithal to be like no, and uh, condensed it into it. a good nine song thing, and you came up with a great, the perfect one. Uh, these are just leftovers almost, but I not to say we're not happy with them. I love interlude; it's a great little <laughs> thing that you did.
3: Again, uh, that was like a two take.
2: Yeah, I mean, we. It, vocal, it's like it's funny because these are just sort of
3: yeah, you know. Yeah, there's a song. Like, Slow
2: down is a nice one. Uh, that That's was really part. Nice of the long 15 minutes of guitar Corey blessed us with, uh, part of which became the song Shapes, and then part of it became the song Slowdown. So very talented man, that guy. Uh,
3: and then Cold Sunshine actually is a, is a song that... I made
2: a, that years yeah. ago as an instrumental, but it was like, we should have vocals.
3: Yeah, and so you did that. I was like, cool, great.
2: But you you made it work with the, the weaving ends and the... Ooh, that I, that to me makes it work um, mine then, are a little you could leave them behind
3: they're great they're fine it is like a really interesting picture of the way that our like vocals work together
2: because
3: mm-hmm. um, i mean i'm i'm generally shooting for some kind of like technical perfection thing that is ingrained in my head somewhere mm-hmm. whereas you're like no you don't need to do that. And it sounds no. it sounds like an excellent compliment, which oh, again, talking about influences. I remember early on when we were talking about influences, you were like low, and I was like low. Well, low duh. is great. Duh. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I can't believe we left him out. Yeah. Um, yeah. can I can I ask you guys real quick,
1: because we're get, we're getting toward the end. Can I ask you about the name? Another lame band oh,
2: question, sure. but go ahead. Uh, there's a ambient song by a guy named I wanna say Michael Honig Hainig. German hun- ambient. Hunig. 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 It's Hunig. German for honey. Oh, hun- oh, oh thanks, beautiful. H O N I G. H. O. E. Who nah, who, who cares? Whatever. Okay. He just has a song called Voices of Where." I like the name and it's it's creepy. Check it out. It fits. The song it's, is it's very nice. Hmm. That's all. That was an amazing answer to that <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's know. great. But I we know. felt it fit. I don't I don't wanna delve too much more into it because that's all. Fits.
1: Well, guys, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Richie we had a Maria, great time. Geneva Skeen, thank Voices so of Wear. Thank you much. Oh, yeah. It's and
2: thank, awesome. thank you, audience, for listening and checking us out. We really, really appreciate it.
1: I would just like to remind everyone that they can pick up Valley's Voices of Wear's new album at Vacation Vinyl in Los Angeles, California, Permanent Records in Los Angeles, California, or download it on Bandcamp uh, if you're not in Los Angeles, California. Um, And, you know, before we do our little outro jam, do you guys want to tell us what we're going to listen to, who we're going to listen to on the way out?
2: Her name is Yoon Yoon Sun, I believe. Let's see. Yeah.
3: Yeah, she's a Korean folk, psych folk singer from the 70s. Mm -hmm. don't know what the album is called because it's all in korean characters don't know what the track is called because it's all in (laughs) korean characters but But it's the fourth one if you look her up you can probably find it it. it?
2: oh her album is called wings of peace wing of peace wing of peace you got the different version the
3: song characters
2: wow it's the fourth one we've Probably upset a lot of people. Just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't know the name, don't you know, whatever. But it's very beautiful music. We wish we spoke the language.
1: Well, thanks again, guys. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to the People on 16 16:30 a.m. We'd like to thank our guests again, Richie De maria and Geneva
0: Skeen uh, of Voices of Where for joining us. You can find us on iTunes by searching for the People Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show, or go to insertblancpress.net and click on the People at the top of the page. Thank you.
4: i